Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Joe Biden's address to the nation, his six-pronged plan on COVID, is one of the more horrific things you will ever hear. This insult to the American people, this hatred of them, this speaking to them with such malice, I mean absolute malice, hatred, How else could you explain somebody saying this to the American populace with a straight face, mind you? If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. Does that sound like an American leader to you? Does that sound like something uh, that a president would say of the United States or Duterte would say? Hugo Chavez would say. Kim Jong-un would say. Xi Jinping would say. And there are people celebrating this everywhere. Grown men loving this. Paul Krugman, the guy who has gotten everything about economics wrong since the beginning of time. I don't know how it will play politically. I don't even know how the news media will cover it, whether they'll de facto take the side of the irresponsible minority. But Biden needed to be bold, and he has surpassed expectations. Matthew Miller, who is, I don't know, how do you describe Matthew Miller? He's an MSNBC analyst, enjoying the angry dad vibes from this Biden speech. He is turning the damn car around. What is this obsession that people on the political left have with their president as dad? Chris Rock used to say this about Barack Obama. Weirdest stuff I ever heard in my life. You think of the president as your father? Dude, man, you got issues. Like, that's some creepy you-know-what stuff. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you guys. 833-468-8669. Got Tony. That is the number. I went over what Joe Biden did uh, with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. I will share that with you. And the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, scheduled to be with us to, well, how, how do you fight this? This mandate conversation from the President of the United States. He's frustrated with 80 million Americans who aren't vaccinated. The progress we've made and the work we have left to do. And it starts with understanding this. Even as the Delta variant 19 has, COVID-19 has been hitting this country hard, we have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools. If we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected. We can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. It'll take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. You might be confused about what is true and what is false about COVID-19. So before I outline the new steps to fight COVID-19, 
that I'm going to be announcing tonight. Let me give you some clear information about where we stand. I don't think you have the ability to give clear information, and that's the problem. The problem is you don't give clear information. You just decide that we're frustrated because 80 million Americans aren't vaccinated because what? They're all Republicans? You know, trust me when I tell you the black Americans out there and the was it people of color? Is that the term we use these days? I don't know. I can't keep up. Not getting vaccinated has nothing to do at all with a level of confusion. It has to do with not having faith. They just don't trust it. And you think force is the answer. If you wonder how all this adds up, here's the math. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. Nearly three quarters of the eligible have gotten at least one shot. But one quarter has not gotten any. That's nearly 80 million Americans not vaccinated. And a country as large as ours, that's 25% minority. That 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals, are overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. A lot of people with cancer going to the emergency room. Heart attacks, emergency room. Cancer? Eh, it's possible. Or is it that Joe Biden's just saying things? You see, those 80 million people, they're responsible. There are people who have been vaccinated who get COVID who end up in the hospital. And we've seen more children in the hospital. We're also dealing with a, a larger outbreak of RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, not just COVID. But in his six-prong approach, his six-prong plan, here's what the president said. The Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration, meaning OSHA, will develop a rule that will require all employers with 100 or more employees to ensure their workforce is fully vaccinated or require any worker who remains unvaccinated to produce a negative test result on at least a weekly basis before coming to work. OSHA is going to do this via an emergency temporary standard to implement this requirement. The requirement will impact over 80 million workers in private sector businesses with 100 plus employees. Now, let's break down his 80 million number just a little bit more, if we can. And because it has to get said, because, man, I deal with some ignorant people. There was this girl uh, from, from the morning show. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So angry with me. This, this is the best. Stop politicizing health. When people actually listen to you get sick from COVID, you're culpable. Um. It's I. If you listen to me for more than half a second, you know that I'm not anti-vax, which is really an inoculation. I'm fine with it. How am I culpable? By noticing that if somebody wants to take ivermectin and their doctor's okay with it, I have nothing to say? It's fine. If a patient and their doctor decide to take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or jello, it is of no consequence to me. They're making the decision, not me. It's fine. I am not anti-vax. I oppose force. I oppose force vaccinations with everything in me. So I said, what are you, what are you talking about? I said, what in the world 
are you talking about? And this uh, from this came uh, one of the best responses. And just FYI, just because Tony Katz gets on the radio and yells statements definitively, that doesn't make what he says true. It just means he's another white dude with a microphone. <laughs> Honestly, at that moment, you realize that drinking has to begin. That's funny. I mean, I got a bottle of Horse Soldier right here. You know, it, it is the 20th uh, anniversary of, of September 11th. Uh, so I, the Horse Soldier is, is right next to me. Can you imagine that this is your conversation? So I responded with, again, what are you talking about? And then she told me she had the misfortune of listening to uh, my show. It was, it was misfortune for her. I think that the vaccine's fine. I just oppose force. And why would you bring up, like, why would you go race baiting? That's very weird. To which she doubled down and said I was invoking, well, first it was, oh, bless your little heart. Now, you might not be from the Midwest. Uh, when they say bless your heart, they, they don't mean bless your heart. I, I learned that the hard way. When they say bless your heart, like from the South, you know this. It's, it's not bless your heart. It's something else. It's, uh, it's the nice way uh, of saying uh, F you and your mom. Right? If, if you see a crowd of people you disagree with and you're like, oh, bless their heart, what you're really saying is, F these people. That's what you're saying right there. Oh, bless your little heart. Uh, she writes, I was invoking both race and gender. She doubled down. I was pointing out that being a white man does not grant your ridiculous statements authority. Now, should we really address this fool? who decided, ah, I can't have a conversation about the facts because I clearly don't understand what it is that you're saying and I never listened to the show, so I'll just go into some patriarchy nonsense. Joe Biden is a white man. His statements have no authority either. Dr. Fauci's a white man. His uh, statements have no authority either. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. And, uh, oh, look out for this variant. Oh, it works on this. It doesn't work on that. Wait, I was wrong. We didn't fund the Wuhan lab. Yes, we did. We didn't fund gain of function. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> An honest look at COVID would tell you that even if you are vaccinated, you can still pass along the virus. The virus is with us forever. So the idea that this distinct minority of Americans are keeping us from turning the corner on COVID is false because he does not mention or bring into play what happens when people have natural immunity. Natural immunity, depending on who you want to listen to, first in the main, seems to be a, a stronger immunity than, than a, a, an inoculation. How long it lasts, it's, it's real effectiveness in terms of uh, a, a 13 times as effective, 27 times as effective. I've seen, I've seen both the, those numbers. I think there's a little more study to do that. But if somebody has natural immunity, they don't have to be vaccinated. What a, what a weird thing to say. But Joe Biden makes no room for those people in his life. No room whatsoever. Those people have to get vaccinated anyway. They are not exempt. So how many of the 80 million have natural immunity? Is that a number we don't discuss? Well, how am I supposed to listen to you about science if you won't engage the idea of science? You simply want to tell Americans, stop talking to me about your freedom and crap. 
We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. For the nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. Me getting the vaccine does not protect anybody around me. Holy cow. This whole speech should have been flagged for misinformation. If you have the vaccine, you are not doing anything to protect anyone around you. That's not how it works. You can still have a viral load. You can still spread the, vac- the, 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 the infection. You can still spread the virus. That's how it works. That is how it works. The only people the unvaccinated are a threat to is other unvaccinated people who have made the choice to wait for it, be unvaccinated. Now, you can discuss hospitals having more people in them, right? That hospitals are indeed filling up and you do have emergency room issues and you do have ICU issues. I don't think you should deny that. I think you should be completely honest about that. But that is sometimes the way it goes. I use the example of the hiker. Somebody goes out on a hike by themselves. They get lost. We send a whole crew out to find them. We send search parties. We send helicopters. Should we? You went out for a hike by yourself. Why are we trying to find you? I don't think you need seatbelt laws. I oppose seatbelt laws, by the way. But if someone's not wearing their seatbelt, gets into an accident, and flies through the windshield, you still help that person, right? You still give them medical attention. You still get the ambulance. You still drive them off. So what are we talking about here? The doctor treats the patient in front of them. They don't get to prejudge the patient in front of them. As a matter of fact, I don't want doctors prejudging anybody. I just want you doing the job. Now, if you're mad at me, doctors and nurses, remember, I'm not the one who believes in forced universal health care because these same people like Joe Biden want to treat you like the slave and you work for them and you provide free health care. I don't think you have to do any of those things. I think if there's a patient in front of you, you got to deal with the patient in front of you. What, you don't like their vaccination status? What next, you don't like their politics? You don't like their religion? How about the color of their skin? Exactly how ridiculous are we going to get here? So don't tell me the unvaccinated. Oh my gosh, goodness gracious. I don't disagree. We have more people in hospitals. Like we have more kids in hospitals because it's, and it's not just COVID, it's respiratory syncytial virus, RSV. But the big story here is look how Joe Biden is willing to say to you, your freedom is not the conversation. How dare you even think you have any? And he is so sure of his right to force a vaccine on you that he's going to have a government agency that you didn't vote for, that you didn't elect, that you have no say in, write a temporary rule forcing your employer to do it. Because just like a country club thug, Joe Biden ain't man enough to do it himself. He gets other people to do his dirty work. 
It was an ugly day in America yesterday. And as I have said, and allow me to say it clearly right now, Joe Biden's speech yesterday was more of a threat to American democracy than anything that took place on January 6th. And you can quote me. I'm Tony Katz. So the story out of Missouri where a chief of police and all the officers on the force, they just resigned. Every single one of them. They don't have the tools to do the job. They're not getting paid enough. And they're like, yeah, we're, 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 we're done here. So now the city has to fill the positions. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. I still want to hear from the people who are okay with Joe Biden. That with Joe Biden and this, this uh, we're going to force the vaccines on people. We're not going to do it. We're not going to create law. We're not going to do anything like that. We're going we're gonna to do it through government regulation and agencies, which have become the fourth branch of government, right? Through these agencies that are not, you know, uh, responsible to the citizenry. So I want to hear from you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. So you had the Kimberling City Police Chief, Craig Alexander, put in his notice on August 23rd because he accepted another position. He wanted something that paid more. And next thing you know, three officers and a sergeant resigned. They're like, yeah, we're done. They can probably go to other places and get paid more. Of course you're you're competing. Uh, This goes without saying. But there's a second part to it. Is the job worth it? Is the job worth it when when you uh, um, when you're not treated well? Is the job worth it when you're hated? Is the job worth it when you don't think uh, that the people or uh, the 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 your administration have your back? What do you do? I think that has a that is a big part uh, to play in here. And I don't think this is the only place where it's happening. Meanwhile, we got to get into the story of Ron Klain. And when you take a look at Biden yesterday and the responses to it, you realize, yeah, they know what they're doing is wrong, but they don't care. That story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Just a reminder that things are still terrible in Afghanistan. The Taliban is now banning women from playing sports. You know, but thank goodness they're going to respect women's rights or, 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 or something. I, I only hope they don't have to deal with a hashtag from some woke folk on TikTok. Ooh, it's frightening, I tell you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. The phone number, 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. We're talking about Biden. And this plan of his 
to deal with COVID by forcing vaccinations on about 80 million private sector workers. We don't know yet who's going to be exempt. You got to assume there's some union folk who are going to be exempt, right? You hire 100 or more people, well, then boom. You get, everyone has to be vaccinated, or the fine, I believe, is like $14,000 per occurrence. I believe that's where the fine is is at if, if you don't follow. So I was asking, you know, who, who's okay with this? I want to know who is down with Joe Biden on this subject. Let me go to the phones. Let me go to Will right now. Will, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Hey, Will. Or, hey, Tony. Sorry. Um, first of all, I called. I am not with it. I do not agree with it at all. I just have one thing to say, and I want to get it off my mind. One first important thing, I think you have the greatest talk show, political talk show, radio show program, and really one of the greatest political talk show radio hosts in, in the history of radio right underneath Rush Limbaugh. As we all know, we do sorely miss him very much. And uh, Well, that is and kind, man, unnecessary, but I appreciate that. I'm but- sorry, what did you say? No, saying that's kind, I appreciate it, but I want to get to, to your point. I appreciate it very much, but let's get to what it is you want to get into. What I want to say is this, and, and I want to get it off my chest. Why isn't anybody on the left in Washington pushing impeachment? For four years, they go after President Trump for all this you know, stuff that's BS, okay? I'll be parental advisory here. And they push all this stuff on him, impeachment, impeachment after impeachment. But nobody on the left is pushing impeachment. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's bringing it up. So, Even the right ain't really pushing it. So why isn't it being discussed? So why I can answer this. Why are people allowed to do what they're allowed to do and, and get away with it? I can answer this question, Will, and I can appreciate the frustration. I really do. I think that that to hear that in your voice, you're, you're speaking for thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of people. Uh, or, or more, who, who feel that frustration because your question starts with a theory. And the theory is, are we a country or not? Which is why I, I engage this conversation. I'll get into it later. And if, if you check out my, my latest video, that'll be up today at Red State, redstate.com, where, where I do. Uh, I have a video series called The DC Outsider. We are actually discussing America or not. Biden's plan, Biden's idea of forced vaccination is about the idea of America or not. That's really what it's about. Your question is about why is it that we are so broken and so wholly partisan that nobody on the left can say, wait a second, that's wrong. They're not going to say anything. They're either going to agree or they're going to stay silent on the idea of the federal government enforcing vaccines. A lot of people are saying that, and they are exactly as you, stunned and shocked by such a thing. Now, when we talk about this forced vaccination, we're going to be seeing exactly where the courts are on this, what exactly can be done? We're scheduled to speak with the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, in just a little bit to kind of break this down. I have got a lot of people speaking out. They are pretty angry. They are. They think it's ridiculous. You've got uh, Governor Mike Dunleavy of Alaska saying this is ridiculous and unenforceable. You have Doug Ducey of Arizona. This is exactly the kind of big government overreach we have tried so hard to prevent in Arizona. Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas. 
I fully support continued efforts to increase vaccination rates across our nation, but the federal government mandates on private businesses are not the right answer. I have been consistent in the freedom of businesses to require their employees to be vaccinated, and I have opposed the government from saying businesses cannot exercise that freedom. Well, that's the right answer. Pete Ricketts of Nebraska. Nebraska will stand up to President Biden's overreach, and we will be working with the Attorney General to explore all our options. I have nothing for you from the Indiana Governor, Eric Holcomb. And I should be clear, we invited Governor Holcomb onto the show today. Look, I don't think the governor likes me. It's just the way it is. I don't think he likes anybody who may ask a tough question. That seems kind of obvious. But we want answers. We want to hear from him when governors are specifically and directly attacked. This was Joe Biden less than 24 hours ago. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. I said to producer Ari, contact Governor Holcomb's office, see if he can come on the show. And, and producer Ari, to his credit, laughed at me. He laughed at me. I said, just do it. Producer Ari, you sent the email? Yeah, I did. And you invited Governor Holcomb onto the show? Yes, I did. And what was the response you got? Ari, he's unavailable. Have a good day. I do not know where Governor Eric Holcomb of Indiana is on this overreach from government. So what will now will frustrate more? That Democrats are totally silent or that there are Republican governors that are totally silent? How about the idea that there are Americans totally silent on this? Now, your question is about impeachment, and I would direct you to the words of Noah Rothman on this show, Noah Rothman of Commentary Magazine of NBC. You cannot impeach for disagreement. You can impeach for high crimes and misdemeanors. The challenge here is a court challenge, and we have to figure out how that's going to work and how that's going to flow. What is it that's happening in this regulatory state that we have? These agencies where they have this unmitigated, massive amounts of power, and the American public has to just suffer through it. Ooh, wait a second. I, I have to, I have to uh, recant. Because Governor Holcomb has a statement did this that literally came out like an hour ago. Hold on. I have a statement from the Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb. I give credit where it's due. I believe the vaccine is the number one tool that will protect us and our loved ones against COVID-19. It is the tool that will end the pandemic. However, I strongly believe it's not the state or federal government's role to issue a vaccine mandate upon citizens and private businesses. This is the approach our administration has taken all along. The announcement from President Biden is a bridge too far. Private businesses should be able to look at their own mission, their staff, and their goals and make the decision best for them that will keep their doors open. I believe it is a fundamentally a citizen's right to choose whether or not to get the vaccine. While I wish everyone would get the vaccine, we are a country built on this exact type of freedom. That's Governor Eric Holcomb of Indiana. That's a solid answer. I wish he would have come on the show to talk about it, but it's a solid answer. It is, as, as many of us see it, the rights of people 
to uh, to make their choices. And as I've always said, and I've said this of Joe Biden, I've said this actually of the governor, utilize the bully pulpit. You want to push for something, advocate for something, go right ahead. Push for it and advocate for it. But what Joe Biden is doing thus far, let's take Afghanistan, for example, and the failures there. He's a fool. It's not impeachable. He's a fool. It's not impeachable. Pushing for something that we would consider to be unconstitutional, that gets handled in the courts. Not necessarily impeachable. However, since it's the same exact thing he did with eviction moratoriums and trying to extend them, I favor impeachment because I believe he has violated his oath. I believe he has violated the oath to uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's my take. But your question was about the anger that people are feeling. Well, one of the people who are probably going to feel anger uh, is Joe Biden. Because Ron Klain, the chief of staff, who is a radical partisan, and when I say he's a radical partisan, this is the guy who ran a, Ebola response for Obama. And here we are with a virus. And he said, hey, how can I get Joe Biden elected? Because he was Joe Biden's chief of staff when Joe Biden was vice president as well. Not how do I help the country? How do I just get people elected? That's Ron Klain. And Ron Klain has a a, a, uh, track record now of retweeting people in the media who say things he likes. Because that's not a self-fulfilling prophecy now, is it? Not a problem at all. But there was a tweet from Stephanie Rule at MSNBC. OSHA, Occupational Safety Health Administration, I believe that's what it stands for. OSHA doing this vax mandate as an emergency workplace safety rule is the ultimate workaround for the federal government requiring vaccinations. So this is someone from MSNBC realizing that having this organization do it, this agency engage this rule, is just a workaround. Ron Klain retweeted that. And so now people are like, oh. So now you're admitting that it's a workaround, that the president has no authority to do such a thing, but you don't care about authority. You care about power. You don't care that authority is derived justly from the people. You care about having power over the people. That's Ron Klain. That's Joe Biden. So as someone pointed out, uh, courts consider the intent and purpose of policies and claim just endorsed the notion that the OSHA rule is a workaround to enact flagrantly illegal federal vaccine mandates. Ted Cruz followed up on this, saying it was a foolish retweet from Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, because he said the quiet part out loud, the Biden administration knows it's likely illegal, like the eviction moratorium, but they don't care. And we should be perfectly clear. They don't care. They don't care at all. You see, they know what's good and right and just. And that's also frustrating, Will. Your frustration in in that call, and I greatly appreciate it, spoke to a lot of things. The biggest one, the most overarching one is, how in the hell is this our nation? 
How is it possible? How can this be? How can we survive like this? And the answer is, yeah, I asked the same questions. Meanwhile, we got to ask ourselves what we can do about what it is Joe Biden is trying to do. And the leftists who are going along with it and refuse to speak up. If you follow me on Twitter, I I retweeted uh, the uh, statement from Governor Eric Holcomb of Indiana. When he says nothing, we say so. When he says something, we also let you know. That's, That's the good people we are. And the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, scheduled to be with us. We'll ask him, what is the legal ground here, not only for what Joe Biden is trying to do, but how you fight it? That's all coming up. I'm Tony Katz. defining moment in American history, never mind in an American presidency. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Still chills. Watching that happen in the rubble of September 11th, watching that moment of togetherness, watching that moment of in the middle of this horror show, The knowledge, the the unquestionable knowledge at that moment that we would get through it and the unquestionable knowledge that some people were going to suffer. 20 years later, we get to look back and ask ourselves, did we fulfill that? And uh, I don't have a good answer. What I do have is the same conviction I had then that our job is to never forget what happened here and our job is to make sure those people, those terrorists who are worthless never have a moment to bother us again. If they want to live in a backwards hellscape, that's completely up to them. Bother me, I'd rather they dead. The choice is us or them and I choose us every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And if that means they suffer, they suffer. Now, if they want to live in their hellscape all by themselves and not bother us, well, that's up to them. But on this, the 20th anniversary of September 11th, I do not believe that we should be people who engage any level of forgetfulness. We'll be going through the TikTok. 
That minute by minute is so incredibly important of what happened. And there will be, over the weekend, uh, those memorials and remembrances attend. Tell your kids what happened. D-Day is worth remembering. I'm sorry, Pearl Harbor Day is worth remembering. D-Day is worth remembering. Uh, Also, it is worth remembering September 11th. It is necessary. Because no one asked, hey, before we run this plane into this building, uh, any liberals in here? Hold on, hold on. Is anybody black? Because we don't don't go after black people. None of that happened. Today's culture may want to try and segment people up into this group and that group and the other group. That isn't how the enemy, the people who oppose an actual free society, see it. Now, we have a lot of work to do to actually continue to be a free society. Don't get me wrong. But if we don't understand that on that point, we're all in this together, we really are doomed. Meanwhile, Joe Biden took a step against freedom. The Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, scheduled to be with us. What options do we have? Exactly how does one fight back? Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today.